Hello and welcome to the Wicked Things Podcast. The story you are about to listen to is called Statler House Book 1 Anna. After a near-death experience changes a young orphan child's life forever, the benevolent Dr. Statler uses his bleeding-edge therapy to help her and other children at his group home return to a life of normalcy. This short story brings to life the challenges faced by trying to help one small group of children survive their common pasts. Rodney, nearly froze to death but watched as his sister was taken. Julie, almost successful in her final attempt to end her life but was plucked from the moment of death. Tyler, a teen substance abuser was saved by emergency room doctors after overdosing. Anna, a young orphan who narrowly survived her brush with death due to a house fire. John, felt the jaws of his uncle's feral dogs around his throat but was saved from death by paramedics. Emily, the only child who has never had a brush with death. What do all of the residents of the Stadler Group Home truly have in common? The answer will shock and terrify you. The open refrigerator door illuminates the dark kitchen as Rodney searches for a midnight stack with a look of disappointment. Rodney pushes item after item aside to end his quest for the perfect snack. Oh, come on. Anna quietly enters the kitchen through the door to the game room. She stops to study Rodney from the opposite side of the center island. A shadowy figure stands next to her, whispering into her ear. She places a glass of milk on the countertop. Rodney smiles and withdraws a gallon of ice cream from the freezer. In a single motion, he grabs a spoon from the dish strainer and digs into the ice cream. He inhales a huge spoonful of creamy delight. A look of euphoria crosses his face, and then he breaks into an enthusiastic dance. You've always liked the cold, haven't you? Anna's words startle Rodney. Damn it, Anna. That's why no one likes you. You're so damn creepy. He spins and stumbles back against the counter. Anna smirks at his response. Does the cold remind you of the day you died, skating on the lake? Rodney's expression turns to anger. Shut up! Anna circles the center island as Rodney stomps after her. Your friends should have been more careful. Rodney drops the ice cream, taking a step, hands raised towards her throat. At the last second, he points at her. I said, shut up, Anna. Anna looks to the ceiling. She drums her temple, faking an expression of deep contemplation. You're the only one to survive, right? Rodney shakes his head in defiance of her cold-blooded words. They couldn't revive any of the others. We know. You fell in and died. Anna begins, but those fucking paramedics stole you from us. Rodney recoils, noticing the temperature in the room is lowered enough to see his breath. What's going on, Anna? Rodney rounds the center island of the kitchen, keeping his distance from the odd little girl. Anna steps in front of the open refrigerator door. His hands tremble as the temperature of the room continues to drop. Rodney closes his eyes, finding himself on the ice, side by side with his friends. Linda, his sister, slides ahead of him laughing. A smile curls the corner of his lips, recalling her grace on the ice. A tear falls from the center of his eye as she leaps into the air. She would have been a star. She was so gifted. Should have been me. Anna watches on the bank of the lake. Exactly. What makes you so damned special? She should have survived, not you. He watches the memories muttering. She was everything I wasn't. No shit. Anna shrugs and nods. Rodney sees his childhood friend Larry rush past him across the ice. Larry calls out, Bet you can't catch me. 
The worst part of the memory strikes him hard. Rodney rushes across the ice to his friend and family's side. His pulse quickens watching the three children collide. They crash downward hard on the surface of the ice. His sister looks up, yelling, Stop! He watches Linda, his heart racing. She looks down, seeing the ice cracks race out in all directions. Linda and Larry look to him as the ice under them gives way. He runs towards the massive hole in the ice, but a man pulls him back. Let me go, he screams. The man loses his grip, allowing him to jump into the icy waters. Thoughts of saving his sister and best friend fill his mind. Linda! Rodney's eyes fill with screaming parents rushing across the ice to save them before the darkness of the frozen depths can claim them. He feels himself once again sinking quickly into the depths of the lake. His weatherproof jacket drinks deep from the frozen waters, becoming weights dragging him down below the ice. Rodney stretches his arms, trying to reach Linda and Larry. Something grabs him, pulling him from the frigid waters. He watches the black depths of the frozen lake take Linda and Larry from the living. Your sister would have had a great future. Larry would have gone on to greatness too. But you, you should have been the one to die, not them, Anna growls. You stole their future. They died. You lived, and what have you done with that gift? Anna glares at Rodney from across the counter. Shut up! You don't know shit about me! Rodney screams defiantly at Anna's accusations. Anna looks in the refrigerator and pulls out a juice box. You don't deserve to live. You killed them. Stop it! Rodney yells as he slams the spoon down on the central island. You killed her. Anna chuckles. Anna, stop! Rodney storms towards her. You're a killer. A fucking child killer. Anna shrugs, keeping her distance from him. Rodney dives across the counter at Anna. You bitch! Anna ghoulishly grins as she slurps at the contents of the juice box. Stupid boy. Rodney's expression turns to shock as he passes through the smoke-like form of Anna. He slams into the open refrigerator, sending its contents flying in all directions across the kitchen. Rodney looks at Anna from inside the refrigerator. Anna stares at him with a look of disappointment on her face. She kicks the refrigerator door closed, allowing the handle to lock him inside. Rodney's muffled screams from inside the darkness of the refrigerator go unheard. Anna turns the light off as she exits the kitchen. <laughs> now that was cold. Terror fills his thoughts as he hears the compressor and interior lights go out. He pounds against the interior of the door repeatedly. Please, let me out! Time passes slowly for Rodney inside the cold, dark silence of the refrigerator. Exhaustion slowly claims the young man. His thoughts turn to Larry and Linda. I deserve this. Across the group home and two stories above the kitchen, Dr. Stadler steps out of the master bedroom and raises his flashlight. He shakes the light violently, trying to get it to work. He slaps the barrel of the light in frustration. He shakes it a second time, resulting in it turning on. You know this is bullshit, right? Dr. Stadler bangs on the master bedroom door and yells. You got it, honey. I have faith in you. Maggie calls out from the other side of the door beneath her thick comforter. Bitch, he whispers as he returns his attention to the long corridor before him. Dr. Stadler walks down the darkened third-story staircase to the second floor. 
He turns to face the first of the children's rooms. He shines the flashlight down the hallway to see if any of the children are out of their rooms. Seeing all the bedroom doors are closed. <laughs> all in bed. Lightning strikes and then booms nearby outside, startling the doctor. Shit! Dr. Stadler shamefully realizes that he has pissed his pants. He looks down in disappointment, seeing the pool spreading out below him. Dr. Stadler continues his inspection of the children's rooms. He reaches Emily and Anna's room first. Emily? Anna? Are you two awake? Dr. Stadler sees Emily sound asleep in her bed, but Anna's bed sits empty. Emily, wake up! Emily awakens, startled by the doctor's words. What's going on? Dr. Stadler gestures to the empty bed. Where's Anna? Emily rubs her eyes, studies the empty bed, and shrugs. I guess I fell asleep after she went to go get us a drink. Is everything okay? Dr. Stadler assumes the confusion comes from him waking her. Yeah, no worries. Just checking in on everyone. Dr. Stadler walks to her bed and gently tucks Emily in. Emily sits upright in her bed as she reaches for the door. She's kind of strange, isn't she? Dr. Stadler chuckles. <laughs> we all have our quirks. Emily smiles, flopping back onto her bed. Anna may be weird, but we are family, right, Doc? Dr. Stadler smiles at Emily. That's right. Family first. Dr. Stadler closes the door. He next stops outside of Julie's room and knocks. He waits a long moment before knocking again. Julie, you okay? His concern grows as more time passes and opens the door. Dr. Stadler opens the door and peeks inside. Julie's bed being empty puzzles him. He looks at his watch and sees it is well past eleven o'clock. What the hell? Dr. Stadler closes the door and makes his way quickly to the next room. He throws open the door. John, you boys in here? Dr. Stadler stops cold, seeing none of the boys are asleep in their beds. He snaps his thumb, nods, and wags his finger. Game room. Dr. Stadler closes the door and continues down the hallway. He walks down the staircase to the first floor. He clenches his teeth. If they're still awake, I swear. Dr. Stadler crosses the rotunda and enters the kitchen. He stops in his tracks, seeing the mess in the kitchen. He spots the melted ice cream on the counter. Dr. Stadler can smell the caramel sweetness in the air. He realizes the racks and contents of the refrigerator have been scattered across the floor with juice pulling in sticky pools to the floor. Dr. Stadler notices someone has unplugged the refrigerator and stomps to the door to the game room. This has been the Wicked Things podcast presentation of Stadler House Book 1 Anna. Thank you for listening. And come back real soon.